Attention Chicago listeners, I am part of a group show at my art studio. It will include drawing, painting, sculpture, and more. The opening reception is Friday, May 10th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Greenleaf Art Center in the Rogers Park neighborhood of Chicago. For more information, visit rickyartist.com. On this episode of Eager to Know, the two required elements in developing art, creativity and technique. We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McGeckron, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. Ernesto Heen and I met at a seven-week painting and drawing workshop in Florence, Italy. He is currently a painter based in Hamburg, Germany, and also has started teaching art techniques. Ernesto's background is very similar to mine, and our creative journey has many parallels. So your background uh, is kind of similar to mine. Um, When we talk about what you did before you did art, can you talk a little bit about what you were doing before you started being a creative person? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my professional career in art started only 2012 uh, and before that um, also a little bit later on I worked as a project manager in several industries um, so aviation and engineering and so on uh, and I was very yeah focused on that career to be honest uh, but uh, yeah at a certain moment in time you consider what you are doing and you have a little overview and then you switch or not, you know, and I decided to switch into something else, which was art. Okay, great. Now that's a big jump. Um, I'm certainly familiar with that jump, but, um, you know, I, I assumed that you were not in a creative mode when you were a project manager. Is that accurate? That's absolutely correct. Although I, I was a person, always a person which was uh, very much into drawing, you know, and also doing little paintings, things like this in my spare time, but never really focused, you know. Yeah. Did you did you consider that when you were doing it in your spare time, like sort of frivolous activity as opposed to being a project manager? Yeah, for me, it was like balancing out my day work um because that came that came across quite heavy for me and you know you know it uh, as well you know as a project manager you're switched on 24 7 sometimes uh if things are going very hectic you have to concentrate and be always on the spot so painting was for me a way to um get myself out of this mode and to focus on something else, which was very um, relaxing, by the way, for me. And this is actually how it started and how I came to the idea I might go further into this. Okay. So did you feel that when you were painting, you were using a different part of your mind than you were using during your day job? Yes, absolutely. I can absolutely connect to this idea Uh, painting was really going to be something where i hear and see myself doing something so really can feel my personality much more than 
being spread thinly out and you know communicating with many people at the same time and uh, traveling a lot around different places so painting was really something to focus to have a minute space where i work with myself and see a result afterwards which was really different from from my work at that time so do you think that so that's interesting so when you have a final product that you produce a painting that you produce do you feel like that is a part of you that has come out? Always, always. Even if I do work on commission uh, paintings, I always put something of myself into this, definitely. And uh, I see a great deal of this yeah. uh, way of working. I completely agree. I think that's so interesting. I, I started out, uh, so the, the place that my creativity sort of got um, reactivated as an adult was through photography. And I started, you know, I bought a nice camera, I started taking pictures, and that sparked something inside of me. However, I did, for me personally, I felt that photography wasn't enough of me being expressed. And I felt like I need to take this composition that I captured with the camera, and I need to express it through painting. And so that it would be an expression more of me and I would feel more connected to the end product. So I can completely relate to what it's you It's very do. similar. Mm. Yeah. Very similar to, to, yeah, to my approach. Yeah. I recently interviewed um, someone on the podcast and she talked about, she made the statement, my art is me. And she said that she feels most comfortable in a room like her studio surrounded by her artwork that's actually i'm not at that point yet okay i would rather i would rather say um that i'm still searching and i'm still on the way to something i don't know if you can have something like a goal uh, when you are when you work as an artist uh a goal in 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 your in your art but if it if it would be something i would say um uh, my goal would be to see see the way I feel in my paintings completely to the purest stage. But maybe that might be a goal which can't be reached <laughs> because, you know, on the way to this, there's a kind of process and uh, every painting turns out to be different, of course. But I think overall, I think this is something I strive for in my art, yeah. Okay, great. So I know you and I met at a class that we took. It was kind of more of a workshop. It was six weeks, mm. and it was in Florence, Italy. And I found that experience to be very, very impactful in the way that I approached my art. Um, I know that we used to joke about it that, you know, the people that were in the class, everyone had different painting styles but everyone very much universally really got a lot out of the class. But I remember we would joke that people back home would be wanting to see what we were producing, but it wouldn't have be of any interest to them because a lot of the class, it was kind of like being in the military a little bit. Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. It was a kind of drill uh, over those weeks we worked there together. But I really enjoyed this. It was a tough time sometimes mm -hmm. because you were working like the whole day, literally. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, even if you uh, went out of the studio, you were thinking about what you were doing. Um, I must say the results, so the, the work we did, so the, the paintings and drawings we took away from Florence, for me, that was a big leap forward. And even today, I often relate to those works I did. And um, actually, at the moment, I have a, an exhibition going on where some of those works are shown as part of the exhibition. Oh, really? Um, and I've got so much, uh, so much interest from visitors and people that just, uh, you know, see what I, I have done there, that they want to know more about how, how, how you can learn really to, to paint in a, in an academic or in a technical, technical way, yeah. which I'm obviously very happy to share. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I use this as a material to explain what I do. Okay. Literally. So let's talk a little bit about, um, what you do in terms of teaching is that is that how, how do we describe this next phase of what you're doing uh <laughs> it's interesting that you say next phase i actually don't want to be at the next phase it's one aspect of me being uh well being a, a professional artist okay uh it's it's one way actually my personal creativity and transformation in art is one way, so my own paintings. But teaching is more the way of sharing techniques and experience because I really like this aspect a lot in my work because it influences what I do on, on other sides. Uh, and so I really decided to work as a, as a teacher as well, which I do on a regular basis. So I've currently uh, three courses running every week uh two on um watercolor techniques and one on drawing um all those courses are very technical so i don't teach um my ideas or or certain styles or something so it's really like yeah how to you know uh, yeah. so techniques and and stuff like this and I really enjoy this because I get a lot of, out of it. And uh, I share, obviously, you, you talk about art and there are always things around that kind of influences uh, what I do. Okay. Um, I have so many questions for you, Ernesto. So first of all, <laughs> one comment that I want to make is when we did take our, when we took our class, it was very technical and it wasn't, I, I wouldn't really consider it very creative. It wasn't, I remember you used to joke, like, it's not, today's the yellow day. You know, today we're going to explore the color yellow. <laughs> it was not that. It was, you know, it started out, you are replicating this drawing. And it was about, you know, precision, accuracy, training your mind. Um, and then there was the fat, the, um, it kind of turned into, it started out in drawing and then it transitioned into drawing as it leads into painting, which for me was the biggest takeaway of those six weeks was seeing the connection between drawing and painting. Um, so, so it sounds like what you're doing in your teaching is something very similar, where it's a very technical um, and less of a creative exercises. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh... Before that experience we had together in, in Florence, obviously 
also took a lot of training um, since I, I started really in, in art. Um, when I began painting, I used to live in the UK, uh, close to London, and I took a lot of classes in London, and, and some, some were very good, some not so good. Yep. <laughs> um, even at very prestigious institutes and, and schools, um, I took many classes, and what my takeaway was um, out of all together that really I learn only the learning for me is something I it's a method it's a technique it's something about the materials and and, and tools you use um, this is for me uh, a good uh, um, time wisely spent I would say on on training because when it comes to creativity the only impact I can get from outside is really talking to other people seeing seeing finished works finished way of uh, ways of how people express themselves in a, in a creative way and there even it doesn't matter if it is a painting or is a, if it's a sculpture or something else um but i i i'm i'm not so um a fan i would say i'm not such a fan of it the idea of teaching to be creative this doesn't somehow not <laughs> relate uh, with my idea so i really enjoyed uh, the, the course we did in, in france because it was so technical really so ernesto you bring up a really interesting point that so, so one of the great things about this podcast is i start to see patterns things start revealing themselves that i wasn't aware of and something that you're that you just brought up is keeps coming up. And that is there is the technical aspect of being able to create artwork, which is kind of separate from the creative part. And it sounds like there's inspiration, which will fuel the creative part. But then from the technical, it's just training practice and discipline. Yeah, I see the same for what I've experienced so far. Also in my in my training courses that I'm teaching, um, since I only concentrate on technical things, people still tend to come to me and ask what I think about their painting, their work, uh, and their way to be creative. But it always comes to the point that I say, okay, I see something in there which you you might see completely different so i'm i'm not gonna um point or i'm not gonna um ask you to change something because you need to find your way into the painting i can tell you how to to widen your range to express yourself um in a painterly way for example yeah but not but not uh, i would never go go along and say okay you have to because it's the yellow day, you have to paint everything yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, something I, I'm very respectful of when I teach. And also when I give coachings and so on. At the moment, I have a good artist friend um, in Hamburg, which I see sometimes to coach her in, uh, on portrait painting and oils. And um, she has her own language already. Um, her painterly way, which is completely different from what I do. Um, but so we, we always talk 
only techniques because it would be unfair to influence her into my style, what I like, yeah. for example. Yep. So because I want to keep this, I think this is such a value. Everybody has a certain way of communicating in their in their in their art. So I I really don't like to touch on those things. Yep, that makes sense to me. Would you say the technical aspect of painting and drawing is teachable, like learning French? Or another language or learning snowboarding or do you, do you really think it could be taught to anybody with enough discipline practice and time yeah absolutely i think there's no magic to it whatsoever uh, i think it's really like learning to play the piano uh, some people play some very simple songs with it which might sound good on and correct but there's nothing else because they didn't learn how to do great stuff um and in, if you take it, if you leave it by by this, or if you leave it with this example, um, you can even play a, a, a vast partitura on your on your piano for two hours, which sounds fantastic, which is absolutely technically correct without a soul. And but this is the, actually the point which comes to it. Um, you, at a certain point, technique stops, and then you become the artist, where you put your layer on, your personal layer onto it, which makes it your very own. Okay. Now, from a creative, the creative side of things, where do you think that comes from? Is that teachable or is that just something that is ingrained in us as people? Or is it something that is nurtured by our experiences in the world? Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm, yeah, good question. I would say it's it's a very human thing to do art in the first place. I think every kid, you know, if you see kids playing, they are very creative and very artsy in in how they think and they they dive into their own world. So I think it's really something inherent into each and every one. But um, of course, it changes throughout life, and sometimes I think um, it was good for me that I had a life before art, which which was kind of um, impacted by something completely different, something very abstract. Uh, what do you mean by that? It was impacted by something? Well, well, well the, the, the work which I was doing before uh, was so different from, uh, from, from painting, actually. So the the physical way of, of of working and also the the mindset you are in. Gotcha, gotcha. I see what you're saying. So when you were a project manager, you're saying that was exactly. so, just so different. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're it's saying. It's so different. So that which I now can use um, a lot in 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 my work right now because I I have kind of a reflection of my inner self, how I was feeling, how I was doing, how my day looked. And how my whole life was kind of laid out, which is is kind of a source to me right now, um, because I have so much more to say now. Because there were encounters, there were certain experiences which formed me as a person, um, which I can now can convey in a different way. You know, in my artwork, I can use this kind of uh, yeah foundation, I would say, which I sometimes. When I when I put this into perspective, I struggle 
to understand how an art student, you know, like a young person which went to school and then goes to the university to study art and then wants to become an artist. Sometimes I think when I would see myself in, in this, uh, this situation, I would probably lacking a little bit of having a source for my creativity sometimes. I don't know. No, that makes sense to me. Like your life experience, you know, as we talked about, the create your creativity is influenced by the world around you and your life experience. And so, you know, you and I both have more of that than a, you know, a college student studying art. So that is going, you're, there, there potentially is more for you to um, pull from to create, to Probably. create artwork. Maybe it's just an idea, you know, I can't really yeah. compare it, but uh, yeah, this is how I would see it. So there are several parts, obviously, to how to be creative and how to pull it off and, and, and kind of trans transport your cre own creativity into your work. Um, so it might come from really from a source where from your childhood or whatever. Uh, or from a, from a from a very impactful situation in your life. I don't know. It's probably there are many different ways to each person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. When we look at your inspiration and your source of inspiration, do you have more inspiration than you have time to create, or are you uh, constantly looking for sources of inspiration? Um, I would say I'm a master in getting myself very busy <laughs> and sometimes a little bit too busy. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny that, um, that often I come to the point where I see myself, uh, like just as busy I was before when I was working for a company or for an organization. Um, as a project manager. So now I'm just as busy as a painter <laughs> because, I, you know, apart from, you know, your, your, your work that you want to do as an artist, your ideas, and I have really a lot of it and I have so many different projects I want to kind of bring to life and put out. Um, there's so many different other things I'm, I'm, I'm managing at the same time that it's interesting but stressful at the same time okay. <laughs> and the stress uh like always I, I used to say it's just the thing in your head you make your own stress and um yeah i think it's good because it's also very enriching i i think um i grow with the, those tasks definitely um but i i also have a lot of yeah, projects that I really want to work on and want to get finished, really. Some some are underway, I would say, and these projects are more like that I try to uh, work on certain themes, for example, where I have many paintings on the way, um, which just take time, you know. They sure. take time to be developed and take time. And also, I mean, some of my work is very meticulously painted work um, in parts, very highly realistic or yeah, very complex. Uh, 
so yeah, it's just a question of time sometimes. Okay. When we talk about the um, like the the classes that you're doing, yes. Um, how, do you do you think about that as a parallel artist track, supplemental? Uh, is it a it, it's not a new phase? Like, how do you describe what that is? Well, I started it last year to to work as a um, as a teacher. Because not because uh, I wanted to, it was rather because I was asked if I would do it. <laughs> okay. And uh, so it was a suggestion and I was first very hesitating because I saw the time aspect and the involvement of it, of course. Was it, um, was it suggested by someone who thought you would be a good teacher or was it suggested by someone who was looking for the service? Um. I think it was both somehow. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was very funny actually how it came to because um, I was preparing a workshop which I wanted to give in Hamburg together with an with a, with, a, with another artist, and for that one I was trying to rent um, a studio in the city, and um, at a certain moment in time it didn't turn out that the workshop is going to take place. So I needed to cancel it, the room res reservation I had. Okay. And this studio was part of an institute, of a training cultural institute in Hamburg. And when I canceled it, they asked me about uh, if I about the possibility if I can take over a course. Uh, what? In... Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so wait a minute. It went from you booking a room to being requested yes. to teach a course. <laughs> what are you leaving out here? <laughs> that was very funny. So I had very good contact with them. So I went there and I was talking about what I'm doing, and I said I'm an I'm an, I'm an artist and I paint with mainly in oils, and somehow they asked me if I would take over a course, which was a little sad story. Uh, because the, the the former teacher was he died, okay. so they were really desperate to find someone to okay. take over those classes, and they asked me if I could do it, and I said no because uh, I have no idea of watercolor whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it was watercolor. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh my goodness! So, do you which, have background in watercolor? At that moment in time, I didn't really have a background. Um, so I said, I said very honestly to them. So I'm, I'm, I, with watercolors, I'm a kind of beginner. I cannot take over a course. It's not possible. I can tell you about something, how to create a painting in certain aspects. Sure. But when it comes down to watercolors, that's a complete different thing. And um, they accepted it and saying, why don't you talk to the students? Why don't you come and do a welcome day? And then you can explain it. That I go and put myself in the front line here. Um, but it turned out they were really welcoming and said, okay, we will, we will just try it. And I said, of course, I mean, I can teach you certain things, but give you, give me some time to get up to speed with the, with the color techniques specifically. So then I learned and I tried to, you know, become, uh, become familiar with all this, with all those techniques, and now it works really well. And um, I'm still learning certain stuff, and it's really good because I'm I'm sharing along the way, also with my students. We experiment a lot, we test a lot, and it's really interesting work. 
So that sounds like a fairly daring thing for you to do. Well, there's a lot of things that you've done that are daring, but I mean, I mean, obviously switching from a a career into being an artist, but then jumping into a teaching role like that, um, you know, that's a lot of people wouldn't do that, Ernesto. I know, I know, but you know what? I think uh, life is too short to just lean back and wait for something to happen because I think I myself I need challenges and I. For me, it's the best thing that can happen. You can always struggle and always, uh, you know, run back to your cave and cry and say, I just did a mistake. That's all always an option. But going out and test yourself outside is so much better because uh, that gives you power. Well, I say you. It gives power to me, actually. So. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Um, and I you know, that's kind of how I live my life is I, I had an interview with this guy named Alex and it kind of came up a similar philosophy in life, which was, why not? What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fail, you know, just why not just try something and see what happens. And a lot of times that's where people's biggest successes come is by taking risks and just trying something new that they're not 100% certain that it's going to work out. Absolutely, yeah. I definitely agree. Ernesto, tell me a little bit about how you keep things moving, both creatively, and I know you're very busy with the teaching aspects as well as the art production aspects. How do you keep things moving? Um. I'm uh, so my former profession was project management, and I know a lot about time management, how to structure yourself, which really everything falls into place for me because I know how to organize my work schedule and also my my week because I have fixed days, for example, where where I'm where I'm teaching, and I really concentrate on those days on teaching, and I have one preparation day for those teaching days. So that's one part. But of course, I have to think about myself, my my own art. I at the moment I have an exhibition running, uh, which is actually quite interactive. Uh, I invite, for example, students to come and visit my exhibition while I'm there, uh, and talk about what it means to be a contemporary artist, how you learn as an artist, how you keep yourself uh, on the on the foot. Um, with everything and how you earn your money, for example. Okay. So this this is uh, this is also this is also very intensive for me, but also very important because I I don't really like, especially I don't really like exhibitions which are distant to the viewer, which means you know the visitor comes in, sees the painting, has no connection whatsoever, makes up his mind, his or her mind and has no really bridge to the person who created this art. I really try when I when I have the ability to exhibit my work to connect somehow, one way or the other. Um, so this is one part, the exhibition, and then of course you know it yourself. You have to be in touch with, uh, with galleries, you have uh, to speak to curators and so on. So there's also a lot of time going into this, definitely. And then, of course, there's also um, 
um, a salesman position that I'm taking. A salesman? When, yeah, of course. I need to sell my own art, of course. I need to sell what I'm doing. Oh, yes. To earn, yeah. my, to earn my money, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of acquisition and a lot of talking to people and, you know, meeting people, uh, but also working on commissions okay practically you know so this is there's a lot of a lot of things to get under one roof you know when when so i always say the painting itself is just a very very thin layer of being an artist <laughs> it is and i knew that when i got into this but it's actually way less than i even envisioned because i figured the painting would be 40 percent, and it's not uh, because there's so much, all of the stuff that you just described, um, I can completely relate to. Um, specifically, when you talk about connecting to the artist, I know, um, you know, I have an exhibition right now. So one of the things that I do is for each of my pieces of artwork, I do a video of me discussing usually the background of and the inspiration. It's usually not about the artistry. And that's something that people can see when they view the painting. And then also the space that I'm in right now, I'm actually going to paint there. So I'm going to be there and painting in the space so that people can ask me questions and interact with me. So it's very similar to what you were just describing. Yeah, it's interesting. And uh, also along, the, there's a lot of things, a lot of things I still can learn, I think, when it comes to this part, actually, to get yourself out, to get your art out, but also... Uh, one friend recently said to me, you have to sell yourself better. So which was an advice I really have to take on because I really <laughs> noticed on my website, on whatever, social media, you can see my art, but not myself. And people want to see you as an artist. And they, and I've, yes, it's, it, it absolutely makes sense. So I have to work on this a little bit, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we can have a follow-up conversation where we can discuss this. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so do you have a couple pieces of guidance, advice, information that you can provide people who are listening to this podcast for them to move things forward for themselves or to approach their lives using the creative part of their mind? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think um, as taking the decision to become an artist is not something you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, from now on, I'm an artist. It's something which um, often comes by accident. It happens, you know, or you see a certain tendency in your life that you say you have to change something. I came across a lot of people that came to this part at a certain moment in time where they then found out maybe that's the way to go forward, to, to bloom into something new. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes you have to be patient with yourself uh, when you really become want to be serious um, about your art and about your artworks. Some, it will take time definitely to get to this point. And I, one advice would be not to be too pushy with yourself in, in this point, because 
even taking to take the decision to be a full-time artist is a big decision because mm-hmm. you leave something behind and it, you should not ever underestimate that you are a, a solo artist then because you work for your own you have to get yourself out every day and have to push yourself to become better all the time so this is a it's tough work actually yes but if you love it if you love it i say go for it absolutely take it and run because it's it's the best thing you can ever do because it's so um it feels so pure when you when you see you succeed with something which comes out of you which was made by your mind and your hands and your eyes and your um, emotions, which is something great. If you get an applause for this, it's the best thing you can have in life, I think. So for me, it's the perfect work. And um, maybe one final advice for for everyone would be never to worry. You should never worry. If you worry, you have lost already. Because um, if, if there's a problem with something, and you can do something about it, then why would you worry? Okay. And if there's a problem and you can't do anything about it, then why wouldn't you worry? So the, whichever side you see it, uh, you have to be confident and trust yourself and say, okay, I can make a mistake. And you know, the process of painting is just a chain reaction of mistakes sometimes. <laughs> yes. Um, so you have to embrace this and just, be yourself and trust yourself. This would be my advice. Well, I think that is great advice. Thank you. And it's not technical. You see. <laughs> well, thank you, Ernesto. This was really wonderful. Can you let people know where they can find more information about you? Absolutely. So uh, I have a website. Uh, so you can, if you Google my name, certainly something will come up, which is related to me. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> but I also have a website. Um, it's atinium.com and uh, yeah, you can, should. Can you spell that? Find can you spell that for everybody? Uh, yeah, of course. It's um, a r t i w n u u n w u. So you, you, yes. Well, now that now that we got that figured out, no, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much, and um, I really appreciate you taking the time doing. This is our first Skype interview. This was really great. I enjoyed it. Thank you. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.